clean. <laughs> Don't use that. Um, <laughs> no, no, I can see your mind working. It's not okay. <laughs> I think this is a great intro. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Laid Back Lush, a little podcast where we talk about wine, beer, and spirits. I'm Michael, a former wine sales associate and vineyard worker. And I'm Gabe. I'm WSET Level 3 certified in wine, and I'm an administrator for a wine and spirits educating body. And today we have decided to kind of change the format of things and get to talking about some beer, which we haven't discussed in a very long time. Beer battle. Yes, we're doing a beer battle. And beer battle <laughs> beer battle royale <laughs> battle royale who will win the ones that have the freshest and dankest of hops or those which have the greatest of balance in both crispness maltiness and refreshing citrus flavors that was actually a really good introduction yeah no i, I think we should use that yeah we'll keep that yeah in. no we're gonna but keep definitely that. take the cling noise that i made out <laughs> we shall see what happens in the editing bay <laughs> i'll edit this one it's fine i only have to do i only have to do 28 illustrations in less than 30 days so you know i have time yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah, totally have time well yeah. but that is what our podcast is going to be on today we decided that we wanted to do a bit of a beer battle because gabe and i both have different opinions mm-hmm. which are strong opinions yes his are wrong mine are more correct um, Michael, we've talked about this. You need you need to be fair. You need to be fair to me during this battle. Fair to you. Okay, the way that you're fair to IPAs? Not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I can be just as fair as you in mm, that regard. Mm, okay, okay, using my own poison against me. I, I mean, maybe not as is. effectively. You, you, you have some good you know practice at the vitriol. I, I have some zingers in my notes. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> So, so that's going to be the nature of this podcast, but we should, we should get into it. So I love IPAs. Mm -hmm. Um, Gabe does not, like we said, but we wanted to very quickly give you some. I can handle the right IPA. I like the Falcon Smash. I mean, you're drinking an IPA right now. I am, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it is. called Appalachia. From Wicked Weed Brewing Company. Indeed. And they're fantastic, actually. I can't, I, I love almost everything that's come from them. I can't say everything that has because I haven't had everything that they have. Now, this released. is the one that's in Asheville, North Carolina, right? Yes, it is. Great place to visit. Uh, if you have not been to Asheville, please go because oh, yeah. it's beautiful. And tour the Biltmore if you want to see the height of opulence and wealth. Oh, yeah. Um, but definitely bring a, a car that can handle a lot of hills. Yes, <laughs> it's in the mountains. It is a mountain town. There's some great hikes around there. There's also a beautiful art district, which is filled with amazing restaurants. Go to Asheville. Go to Asheville. Yeah. Go anyway. To the, go to the arts district anyway, in particular. IPAs. So uh, essentially, this discussion is going to be between IPAs and lager. Mm-hmm. Now, essentially, IPAs are a subset of the larger category of ales. So you have ales and you have lagers. Ales will ferment at a higher temperature. Lagers are going to ferment at a lower temperature. Ales are going to have a yeast, which is going to ferment from the top, where lagers are going to ferment from the bottom. And one way to remember that is to remember that, you know, higher temperature, it's going to have a higher reaction area, whereas lower temperature, lower reaction area. They also tend to have a little bit more uh, carbonation in some cases, Mm -hmm. but it really is going to depend on the yeast that's being used at the time. 
Because even when we say a different type of yeast is being used, it really is just that bottom top fermentation. Mm -hmm. There are so many different types of yeasts that are used for this. Yeah, little substrains and whatnot. Yeah. And because of that higher temperature, you're also going to have a little bit more like saturated fruit flavors. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lagers tend to be a bit more on the, the, the crisp side. Yeah, crisp and mellow. Yeah, depending on what their mash bill is. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear more about the brewing process, we do have a brewing episode, which was done do. long enough ago that I don't remember if we should be embarrassed by it. I kind of feel like any episode that's older than like 10 episodes ago <laughs> is, yeah. is embarrassing at this point. I feel like that's the turnover of our, our new normals. Every time we mm-hmm. learn something new and yeah. we implement something new, it's like we listen to something that we thought was good and it's just like, like our our our, uh wine essentials episode like one of the first ones that we did was just the worst yeah i i think we should redo that oh no absolutely absolutely (laughs) we should probably redo all of those initial episodes honestly (laughs) just do do a bunch of remakes (laughs) yeah yeah the laid back lush redux (laughs) uh so anyways though with an ipa though an India pale ale, that is going to be composed just with more hops. Mm -hmm. Now, this has a bunch of different myths surrounding how it was first created. They were saying, oh, it's a preservation technique in order to get the beers from England to India. They also brewed in India, though, so, you know, there was that. So there, there are a bunch of different myths how it came about, but however it did, it's simply that they use a higher amount of hops. It's typically going to be higher in alcohol, and you're going to have a lot more of these citrusy, dank, and herbaceous flavors. And these are coming from the same flavor compounds that you would be finding inside of wine. You know, whether or not you're getting grapefruit or stone fruit, it has a beautiful range that it can be. And sometimes. It, it, yes. Sometimes people just throw whatever they want in there. They just go, hey, Galaxy Hops unfiltered, let's do it. And there are a couple of different styles. We'll probably end up talking about all of them. There's the American IPA, the Belgian IPA, the uh, the English Bitter, Black IPA, Rye IPA, Session, and Milkshake. Do we want to talk about just each one of those styles, uh, purely shop, or do we just want to go ahead and get started with uh, with your hot takes and how you're wrong? Why don't you give a like one sentence summary of each one? Of each one? Yeah. So we can just kind of have a starting point. Okay. Um, I would say your American IPAs are typically going to be separated into two categories of either West Coast or East Coast. When you have your West Coast IPAs, those are going to look like pine, floral, citrus, very strong bitterness. There will be some malt to balance it out, but these tend to try and be a bit more refreshing. But with that more herbaceous, like piney flavor... Sometimes you can even compare it to like the way that a gin would remember how I said one sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Michael gets very excited when he talks about beer guys. Yeah. Uh, And then on your, your East coast, it's just going to be a bit more of a, a emphasis on fruits. Then you can have your Belgian IPA. This is probably my favorite style because you end up having those Belgian ingredients. Belgians tend to be a bit more bready. So you can get kind of like this interesting fruity, and herbaceous with your bready notes and that can pair beautifully with so many meals probably my favorite example of this style would be uh the belgian ipa from flying dog called raging bitch and it's it's beautifully balanced michael this is a family friendly endeavor no it's not no it's not but you know we're talking about pretend (laughs) yeah yeah. um 
then you can have your English IPA. Um, that is going to be more of a balance between malt and hop. So you get the the maltiness, you get the hoppiness. You can sometimes get some caramels in there, stuff like that. And that can be really pleasant as it plays off almost like in an apricot way. Then you can have your imperial or your double. They're kind of interchangeable, but those are going to typically be much higher ABV. I believe that Dogfish Head's uh, 90-minute IPA is a good example of this, which is one of my favorite examples. But they're just using more hops, yeah. Um, essentially. So it's going to be a bit more of a meal. You can definitely sip these for a while. Like it's It's called 90 Minutes because they actually put the hops in over the course of 90 minutes, so you get more of a full spectrum of what hops have to offer. They are strong. They have a much stronger profile. You can get earth. Uh, resin even off of those guys then you can have a black ipa that's essentially the same ingredients that you would use for like a porter or something like that it's not going to be sweet obviously because you have that hops but you can still get a bit of that like coffee so like if these are done correctly it can end up tasting like uh, lemon and cherry and i find it to be very good it kind of harkens to more of a feeling of like uh if you enjoy coffee with citrus as opposed to milk products which i do tremendously i, I actually really enjoy uh coffee and orange juice together you um, got that from tiktok didn't you no i didn't no i didn't look not. at you mr hipster you knew about it beforehand yes i was making this 10 years ago <laughs> in point of fact i actually got the first time that i ever just did uh citrus and coffee together was after i saw beverly hills cop for the first time because they go into this art gallery and there's this fantastic character and he's just like would you like an espresso with a lemon twist and i was just like that sounds awful i want to try it i am so repulsed by everything that you just said <laughs> you can't hey you know you can't debate with yourself when a new interest presents itself fair enough okay yeah. well my interest is loggers and my summary will be i did not focus on any like specific kind of logger mm -hmm. um there aren't a whole ton of different kinds of loggers oftentimes it will just be a logger on a label but loggers overall tend to be as michael said more on that crisp, lighter side of beer. Lagers got a really bad reputation last century from American brands putting out some real bad product that was The lager. result of poverty. Yeah, yeah, that was lager. And war. <clears throat> and prohibition. So uh, Started doing rice and corn yeah. instead mm -hmm. of wheat. Uh, but, you know, when, when I say light beer, please don't think like Michelob Ultra or something. There are very high quality craft brews coming out that are more complex and, and have definitely a round flavor profile, but they're not going to be that punchy, more sharp, high toned nose that you're going to get off of an IPA. It's going to be a lot more mellow, easy drinking, rounded kind of vibe. Well, I mean, well, like a Schwarzbier is actually considered a, a lager. You know, it's going to mm -hmm. be more mellow, but it, it's still, there is a spectrum of lagers, I would say, for everybody. In the same way that I would say that oh, there's, yeah. there's an IPA for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, especially in the craft beer scene, there's so much variety within every single subcategory of beer. Yeah, and you're not going to like all of them. Like, um, for me, I, I love a good Oktoberfest, mm -hmm. but sometimes that's just... Not a thing. And I also am not a big fan of Roche beer. Um, that's not a thing that I particularly like. And both of those are lagers. 
Well, I guess we'll just have to duke it out then. Yeah. All right. So uh, give me your first hot take and I'll, uh, and I'll, and I'll well, inform you. I'm going to say lagers are better because they don't taste like horse piss. They are nice and mellow and they are good for everyone and not just millennial dads trying to regain their lost youth and hairlines. You know. <sighs> oh, oh, you went there. Yeah, no, you went oh, there. You went there. I'll say this on the on the other half. You're not wrong, but you are out of line. <laughs> and there are some IPAs that will end up tasting just like the worst. It literally will smell like cat piss. And it's. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, Sauvignon Blanc also smells like cat piss and that's a feature yeah so uh you know there's there's an ipa for everybody but there and that's the thing though you're describing like one or two that will end up having that more like grapefruit and grass note one or two michael there are a lot of bad beers let us be honest it is much more than one or two but i can list off example after example of even like a milkshake ipa where they put in uh milk proteins in order to make it more of like a milkshake or, or and all the boys come to the yard when you open it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the the yard milkshake. That is. <laughs> I just how do they have this intel? We don't know. They they just have really good hearing. They're like cats when you open up the can of their food halfway across the house. <laughs> they hear the and they 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 just come running. But I mean, there can also be like a juicy IPA. Like Three Notched makes a beautiful juicy IPA. They release it every summer, and it is lovely it is a little heavy i'll give you that mm-hmm. but it's juicy heavy it's on your sweet. soul no from the weight of guilt the, the weight of guilt for of having drinking good, an ipa no it's good taste <laughs> i have no guilt whatsoever you should <laughs> but you are correct in saying that there are a lot of breweries out there that will put out ipas that just have like there's no balance to it they just kind of like throw hops into it welcome to richmond <laughs> we're not talking about I feel like we both know who you're talking about. (laughs) I won't say their name, but I will say you take this off of a bride before she kisses her intended. (laughs) Her intended, yes. So, so Michael, give give me something. Give me a counterpoint to my amazing, flawless argument. There's there's an IPA for everybody. Uh, There are notes that range from fruity to herbaceous. So, no, it is not just for the millennial dads. I am not a father, and I like them plenty. You're not a father in, in you know, strict technical terms. But, but I am those sandals the, that you the, wear all the time, that is some dad style. Oh, that is some real dad style. Yeah. Oh, no. Am I a millennial dad? You have a goatee right now. I have a goatee. I'm a millennial dad. You have horn-rimmed glasses and a goatee right now. <laughs> Guys, um, we're going to have to stop the podcast. I have to go... Uh... Mow the lawn. <laughs> Touch the plywood at Lowe's and gaze longingly at it. Fantasize about building a deck. Talk to you about cryptocurrency. (laughs) Your your crypto portfolio on Robinhood. (laughs) No, I use egg coins. Oh, God. (laughs) Even worse. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So 
But a lot of people do enjoy them. I mean, I, I even know people from the older crowds. I believe that. Um, I bet you do. <laughs> Proving my point for me. Hush, sir. Hush, sir. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go ahead and look up IPA consumption per age group. Okay. Okay. So the the biggest drinkers are from twenty one to twenty four. I would. Say, you know what? I would actually even say the primary drinkers of lager are a bunch of pre-college and college kids that don't know any better and they taste innocent young minds they taste like the LaCroix of ready beer. to take on the world they're, they're ready to it's the LaCroix of beer in a lot of cases you are just asking for me to assault you right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm making a point that and that's the age group 21 to 24 however that's not hip cool speaking of cool tasteless you taste I can take that back I, right now. I can't take back my goatee. You can shave. I, I can't. I have a razor. I, I can't. It's enchanted. It won't let me. No, if I do that, then my kids magically disappear. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You know, speaking of the cool crowd, um, lower temperature fermentations, it's literally the cooler drink. Boom. Did you really write that in your notes? I really wrote that in my notes. I told you I was in a mood when I crafted this beautiful document. Well, I would say that with an IPA, which is brewed at a higher temperature, you got to drink it like it's hot. Oh, so so um, it's a so beverage. literal horse piss. <laughs> <laughs> literal Lacroix. Who's drinking hot Lacroix? No, no, your cooler drink. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. I, was it, or, or do you prefer bubble? You know that I don't drink seltzer yes, at all. I, I, well, un unless you're drinking a lager, then you kind of are. Um, they're two different words. Sweaty. Look up the dictionary. <laughs> so, Maybe you've heard of it. So is grapefruit and cat piss. <laughs> One is a fruit. Mm -hmm. The other is the urinary product of a young feline. feline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, okay. You know, maybe that wasn't my best point. But you know what is a, a much better point is that IPAs, particularly the richer market, are saturated and overdone, and they only seem to get more bitter as time goes on. And you know what? We need to leave that behind us. Or we could just simply reward those that create IPAs. For, for what? Making my mouth taste like I just licked a cactus? Like I just ate an aloe plant raw? That sounds awesome. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Who hurt you? Oh, so is this, many people. Is this episode just us unpacking why you drink IPAs as a coping mechanism? <laughs> okay. First of all, cactus fruit is amazing. And there are I actually... I didn't say cactus fruit. I said cactus. Just cactus? Just Like, cactus. wait a minute. Do, do you have like an allergic reaction to IPAs or... Yeah. Yeah. It, it's called um, good taste. Oh, I see. So yeah, it's so a, every time I drink an IPA, I go, ooh, mm, well, I don't know about that I, one. I will say this. Gabe has this one glaring problem when he's approaching any topic. He's just too smart and intelligent. He immediately understands everything about it. it no. It, it, it's really a curse, it's, honestly. It's, it's more that he, uh, <laughs> if something's popular... <laughs> he will hate it so as soon as like i can't even hype up a movie like a good movie to him i can't do it if i try to hype up a movie to gabe that is when it is not going to happen i have to simply mention one or two things that i know will interest him and then i have to leave it 
So the fact that he says oversaturation is a problem, it's not a problem with the style. It's a problem with the market. Look, no, no, I legitimately would argue that everybody hopped on that IPA craze Uh. and just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just started making IPAs for the sake of mm-hmm. appeasing customers without Absolutely. regard of whether they were actually good or not. But that is a market problem, <clears throat> not a style problem. Well, um, it's in the style and it's bad. So uh, checkmate liberals. <laughs> no, we'll see who cancels who. <laughs> for the sake of argument. Let's say that I have a lager, and you have an IPA. Now, if we were to give uh, this this style of beer to someone who had never had beer before, if you if you were to give someone th- this horrible, bitter, terrible drink, I-, I do not think that they would even tolerate it for a second. That- that's ridiculous. That goes against all logic. I think that lagers are clearly the superior way to consume this alcoholic fermented beverage. Well, and I hear what you're saying, and I'm like, no, no. That's not how that works. You see, because you're talking about... Someone who's never had beer before, well, they might like bitter chocolate. They might like dark coffee. Is that is that true? Uh, hey, Jamie, can you can you pull up the stats on that? Oh my God, we're not going that <laughs> too far, too far. Michael, we went too far when when we continued the bit. <laughs> yeah, we we did continue the bit. Oh dear, <laughs> don't cancel. <laughs> if we get canceled over this, I'm oh ready. my God, no, no I, no, no, I will no, no. fall on the story. Actually, if he were to specifically cancel us. I think that's what makes the podcast blow up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson, roast <laughs> us, please. <laughs> yeah, no, roast us. I'm okay with it. Moving on, then. Moving yeah. on. So, yeah. but anyways, that's a person who has never had beer before, mm-hmm. first of all. But what if they like grapefruit without uh, without sugar on it? What if they actually really enjoy the smell of different herbs? They want something that's going to be crisp and refreshing, but isn't sweet. And that's the main thing. It's it's not sweet. It's not overly malty. Then it's they able can drink to... a red ale instead. That doesn't grab your attention enough sometimes. That's the one thing. That means it's not the right red ale, one of, one of the key things that I absolutely love about IPAs is that they are aggressive. I want it to grab my attention. I want it to demand to be smelled and tasted. They also typically will have more carbonation in them. Um... But again, there's a difference between, you know, a, a taste that, you know, somebody wants something aggressive, like like dark chocolate, like Baker's chocolate even, which I, I happen to love Baker's chocolate, and somebody who needs it sweeter or somebody who needs it much lighter. Because sometimes, you know, an IPA is just a little a little bit too much. A little, a little bit, a little too, bit much. too much. Mm-hmm. You're correct in saying it's overly saturated in the market, though. But that's a market problem, not a style I'm tired of picking up every cool label and seeing IPA on it. Oh, I can see how that would be especially disappointing to you. Because Gabe actually has really good taste when it comes to graphics art, but horrible taste when it comes to beer. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? You know what? My beer is the true tradition of beer brewing. Loggers predate IPAs by a long shot. Loggers came... From the storage, the cold storage that had to happen when beer brewings first started to be done in the Middle Ages by some monks in Germany and Hungary. And, you know, they had to store them with ice. It was a very slow, methodical process. And it's the real backbone of of what made beer what it is today, Michael. I didn't realize you were so conservative that you you valued tradition so much. I value good tradition. But I will say that... Ales represent innovation. 
a greater understanding of the brewing process, of alcohol in general. Also, it should never be that the old way of doing things should corrupt our ability, our, our ability to be enthusiastic about the future and to create new things and explore new territories. But what if, Michael, the innovation is the corruption? I feel like that statement needs to be in a movie. That really is like a, like an MCU villain monologue kind yeah. of line, yeah. So it, you, innovation, uh, improving technology and creating new styles, it's what crafting is all about. It's, you know, that's the way that champagne ended up being a thing. Necessity is a good teacher. And necessity says that you really don't need that many hops. But that's I just do. Overkill. I needed exactly as many hops as is in this Wicked Weed Brewing Appalachia <laughs> Session IPA. We are not sponsored by Wicked Weed, by the way. <laughs> no, we're not. I just make it sound like it. Uh, and also, uh, a quick note, Session IPAs, they are going to typically be a bit more experimental, which is one of the things I love about them, because you can get like a variety pack and really explore what IPAs have to offer. They also typically are going to be much lower in the ABV, around like 3 to 4 to like four and a half percent alcohol. So they're really a great option mm. if you're introducing yourself to the style. Well, you know, in the tradition of brewing, you know, as you mentioned earlier, one of the, the theories about where IPAs came from is that they were adding all these hops to prevent product spoilage. And really, in my opinion, you know, sometimes you, you really need to let the dead weight fall off. You know, you really need to let those rotten apples be thrown away so they don't spoil the bunch. The dead weight, like a overly loyal sense of tradition. Listen, <laughs> listen, there is not an overly loyal sense of tradition anywhere in my body. There is only a sense of loyalty to good taste. Yeah. And if the tradition upholds the good but taste. But also closed in taste. Mm, I, I prefer um, refined. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had it's, a Have you ever had a hazy IPA? Um, that's a good question. Back when I was drinking a lot more craft beer, I think I did actually. Did I don't you remember ever who have it was. The Three Notch Brewing Company's Juicy IPA. Um, I believe I had it with you one time, didn't I? And I think you liked it. One exception <laughs> does not disprove Two, the rule. No. The exception proves the rule, Michael. Two, no. I don't know what you're talking about. See, I this is what I believe to our dear listeners. I believe that Gabe is a victim of the thing that he mentioned. Again, a very valid point. The oversaturation in the market where people are just using hops in order to be able to get those millennial dads and me to come to their brewing company and drop money. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what happened to Gabe. And I, I think it's hurt him. And that's why he can't accept the fact that he actually likes IPAs. He just needs a guide. Um, you know, to say that I like IPAs, I think is a, is a little strong for the language. You like that's two, that's a plural, so you like IPAs. That is a very nice rhetorical strategy there, <laughs> Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's grammatically correct, mm. so the intent is true. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't G- know. Give me I your next hot take. So Jordan Peterson is on the podcast. After <laughs> no. You know, when they talk about the, the, the horrible chaos that that loggers bring into the world, it, it's it's frightening. Honestly, I, I really don't know how these young men are going to protect themselves against this really rigid fascism that loggers are trying to impress upon everyone. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, no, you got to get out of that headspace, man. <laughs> You're falling down the steps <laughs> hard. All right. All right. Well, you know, you know, I'll, I will move on. I'll move see, on. This is one of the main problems, though, even with the idea of, of our podcast right now, this specific episode is that I don't dislike loggers. Oh, I, no. I, I, this I, is just us honestly having fun. Yeah. And riffing off of one another. But the the thing is, is like also like loggers in a lot of cases, and I'll even drink them this way, you know, you get to a party or you go to a friend's house and you want something that's light. It's going to rest in your stomach well. You're not going to get super hungover if you, you know, overindulge. Not that we encourage that practice because you should always drink responsibly. Indeed. But, you know, if, if you were to accidentally overindulge or not eat something beforehand, loggers are typically not going to be too much of a problem. But you get all these light beers and it just really feels like a waste of calories to me at that point. <laughs> like you're have it's like, oh, well, I'm having less calories with my beer. And it's just like, yeah, but are you enjoying it? I mean, I if it's not like Bud Light light beer, I like it. If it actually has flavor, I like it. Like, there there are a couple of, of lagers that are, are lighter. There's actually one called Shower Beer. Um, I thought you liked that one. No, I really like that one. But it's more enjoyable as an experience. It's like, I just finished mowing the lawn. I'm going to go into the shower, crack open something cold. And it's it's more of, like, it's the temperature and it's the carbonation. It's not even so much the flavor at that point. I've still never had a shower beer like at all. Really? Yeah. You got you got to try it. It's it's a I, magical experience. I just don't. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Really? Yeah. The hot on the outside, the cold on the inside, the possibility of passing out. <laughs> well, now that you mentioned that last part, sign me up. See, I told you. I, I love, just give him I love one head or two. injuries while I'm trying to clean myself. I told you guys, I just have to give him one or two things, but I can't <laughs> hype it up at this point. I got him on the line. Well, you know, in my notes along your point, I did put that a lower ABV means more drinks at the barbecue, baby. I mean, more turn drinks. up more drinks, but turn up at like more calm. enjoyable drinks. Also do a session IPA in that case. Or a delicious lager. Or something you can a nice, taste. A nice Pilsner. A Pilsner is a lager. And Pilsners slap, Michael. I, I, Checkmate. I do I do love a good Pilsner, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lovely Pilsner that if you haven't had it yet, you need to try it. Um from uh what's the name of the the family from The Sound of Music? It, I never saw the sound of music. I know. I'm sorry. It's not out of a lack of desire to. It's literally just I've never had the opportunity to do it. And I'm just literally sorry. I, yeah, me too. Because I love Julie Andrews. She is delightful. In See, it. I do like popular things, Michael. Yeah, but you still haven't indulged in it. Because I haven't had a chance. No, because it's, it's popular. It's not on like any streaming we services. We know that this is just a, a hipster resistance. It's not. I want to see the movie. Your inner corn-rimmed glasses are writhing within <laughs> you. No, I've moved past torn rim glasses. I'm now doing rimless glasses, the little circular ones, you know? I uh, I actually break my glasses intentionally <laughs> as a statement against classism. <laughs> I like to break the lenses of my glasses in order to represent the fractured and isolated reality that we live in in the modern United States. Oh, I'm too much of a hipster not to find some sort of... I knew, I knew that would get you. I knew that would get you. Oh my god, that's that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. I, I shouldn't. But but the beer I'm trying to talk about. It's um. Uh, oh gosh, what is it? Um, 
Bond Trap Family Brewing Company. They have a Pilsner introduced itself so sweetly and had so much balance in it. It was absolutely delicious. Did you date this Pilsner? For That's a brief time, like. I don't like talking about it, but it's a really great <laughs> it, Is beer. it the one that got away? Yeah. Well, and, you know, great beer, just it wasn't our time, mm. you know. Mm. I'm, no, I'm but sorry. The, I'm sorry for your loss. But that really is actually the Von Trapp family from from The Sound of Music. Like, that, it, their youngest ended up starting a brewing company oh, that's uh, cool. in Vermont. And apparently it's like a ski lodge as well. Ooh. Right? Fancy. I really want to go there. We it, should take a road trip. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Plus, I've never been skiing, so... Neither have I. I have a friend that could teach us. That would be that would be great. Okay, he lives in California though, so we'll have to fly him out here. But... Next time on laid back, well, we'll have to fly. Him out <laughs> Next out. time on laid back lush, live from the snow fields. <laughs> live from you the get s- to you just hear thud after thud of us running into trees for an hour. We shouldn't have sampled all the beers before we tried this. <laughs> Learning is hard when you're having a good time. Oh man. Um, well, but yeah, it's I love a good pilsner. And I, I love a good Schwarzbier. I love a good Eisbach. Mm, mm. You know, these are all very good things that you are saying to me right now. And they're all good loggers. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm. Funny that. Funny that you would admit that, Michael. Mm. Well, but yeah, it's, because it's, I like loggers. It seems like you're seeding ground a little bit here. Uh, no. First of all, <laughs> because there are a lot of amazing IPAs as well. Mm, well, you know. So I like Sierra Nevada. I know some of my friends, even beer judge friends do not like them really um, yeah i've always liked sierra nevada I've, I've always liked sierra nevada too they make a solid group of beers yeah. including a couple of ipas that is going to be your west coast style mm-hmm. ipa so you get those florals and it it almost really does feel like more of like a a, a desert profile with its fruits and this its is the one that michael herbs. had a long-term relationship with <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, anyway, it is a fantastic beer. They're actually also a fantastic company. Um, yeah. Like when the uh, when the fires happened in California, they sent out the ingredients for their a fundraising beer, basically, to a bunch of different breweries across the country. And then after absorbing the cost of all those ingredients and giving out that recipe, they ended up giving one hundred percent of the proceeds to repairing farms and properties that were damaged by the fire yeah they also uh we wouldn't really have modern well potentially wouldn't really have the modern craft brew scene that we have in the united states without them as a company yeah truly listen to our prohibition episode to know more exactly yeah so i mean they they make a fantastic west coast ipa probably a good east coast ipa what what would i I mean, if you're really big on IPA, Stone would probably be the better yeah. one to start with. And they have I some personally really don't stuff. like their beer, but they have some amazing stuff. They have some stuff that is literally designed for torture. And I don't even mean that as an insult. Like it's it's supposed to be uh kind of like a plumb line. So one of my favorites uh that they have, it's not a um it's not an IPA proper, but it does have a ton of hops, would be the arrogant bastard. Yeah. I I love the arrogant bastard. Um it is a litmus test of good ingredients. <laughs> that being said, it is an acquired taste. I cannot stand that beer. Yeah. Everybody around here loves it. I cannot I'm stand sorry, it. I'm sorry, was I misinterpreting the leching or <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure the audience really knows. <laughs> that, that they really I must vocalize my opinion, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember the first time I had it, it was just like, wow, that's an experience. That's a slap across the face. Yeah, which, you know, again, I like something that grabs my attention, you know. 
IPAs might make you more of a, an annoying house guest. True. So just make sure you're drinking. Just by nature people. of your personality, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of credible beer judges really love IPAs. And I'm not making an argument from authority, but they also have to be really awesome people. Do you know who some of my least favorite people in the wine industry are, Michael? Critics? Yes. Fair. So. <laughs> Fair. I don't know. I feel like in the in the beer world, although you can have a little bit of pretense, there's not even a, a comparison between them and. I think in general, you're correct. I think in Richmond, it does apply. I have met people that talk about beer in ways that anger me that I didn't know are possible. Mm. And is it always in? Well, mm. Not to name that brewing company again, which I actually, I like some of their stuff, mm -hmm. but if that's the specific one that you're referring to. I'm not talking about anyone in, in particular. It's just the culture more than anything. I mean, I will. I will talk about them oh, in particular. Go, go right ahead. No, they're known for their IPAs and they have some of the most pretentious people imaginable working for them. And it is so obvious. Like, again, I, I have, you know, I, I've, I've done enough study to have certifications in beer. And I don't mean that, uh, like, I actually have certifications in beer. We stand certs on this podcast. We stand certs. Educate yourself. It's a yeah. great way to to better enrich your experience in anything that you do. But even with the study and the test taking that I've done, I do not comprehend how you can have that much pride in an alcoholic beverage. Come on. <laughs> you know, you don't talk down to people, especially if they don't know. Yeah. Um, but then it, it makes it especially annoying for those of us who do know when somebody is pretentious about a very small bit of knowledge they got since they've worked here for two months. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's annoying. Don't, don't very, be that guy. Don't be that guy. Please. Find, find your security elsewhere. Find your balance. Find healing. <laughs> <laughs> Go to therapy. Go to therapy. Therapy is great. Well, you know what else is great? Loggers during the summer. Unlike IPAs that just are too much for when you're playing a sad game of cornhole in 104 degree heat at a brewery. <laughs> I mean, who drinks IPAs in the who, summer? Yes. Everyone. It's in the winter that normally sales go down. <laughs> IPAs are typically a summer beer. I'm sorry you can't handle it. Here's the thing. I know that they're considered to be a summer beer, but I don't understand why. It's like when people go on and on about like Chardonnay in the summer. I'm like, Chardonnay is not necessarily a summer wine. No, not necessarily. It can be a little bit thick. IPAs are the same way. Some IPAs, maybe, sure. Yeah, a good number of them, actually. Um, but in Not general, a milkshake IPA, though. That, that would be a bad idea. In general, they're just, they're just too strong for Virginia Heat, man. I want something more refreshing. It's like I'm already sweating. I'm already hot. Where I'm already in a you? sad game of cornhole, apparently. <laughs> with, I want something I don't have to think about, all right? With your uh, salmon shorts and your, your powder blue button-up. We're not talking about you right now. We're talking about me. It would be it would be black jeans, boots, and a band tee. Oh, I see. So you just don't know how to dress for the summer. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm too cool for the heat. Yeah, you're too goth. I'm too goth. You're yeah. too goth for the yeah. heat. 
I mean, a flock of crows actually acts as my umbrella everywhere I go to give me some shade. <laughs> this is uh, this is Gabe describing his character in D and D. That's a great idea. Oh no, it is. It is like all of my familiars are. Nobody just steal this, my please. Head. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, know. I'm drawing it. No, uh, I think you're wrong. Well, um, that's a you problem, not a me I, problem. I think you're wrong. Now, if I'm working outside, well, you know, Michael, as someone who worked as you know a, a salesman in, in a retail store, and you weren't always yes, you sold cheese. You, you were you weren't always treated. I did sell cheese. You weren't always treated very well, and neither was I. You know, um, these these loggers they ferment from the bottom up. You know, they're they're truly the drink of the working class. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. Please don't sue us. <laughs> we started from the bottom, and now we have a crisp, light, refreshing, mellow experience. No, no, no. Then that, we made it to the top. To the top of the the hierarchy of beers where lager oh sits God. king. This is tedious. <laughs> tedious. Move on to your, your next point, because we know that IPAs can be a good summer drink. Don't go with ones that are uh, a super high ABV. Probably want to stick away from your extended your, your triples, release hops. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to do that. You're going to want to do, like, I, I could even see a black IPA working, to be perfectly honest, depending on how they did it. The right one, maybe. Yeah. I, I would, I'm a little skeptical. Um, All right, well. I wouldn't recommend a, a Belgian or a rye IPA. Certainly not a double. But uh, an American or a British IPA, those are those are fantastic options for summer. Well, Speaking of resting, you know, yeasts, they rest in different places, as we've said, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the fermentation tank. Well, IPAs, they use Saccharomyces cerevisiae normally. And you know what else uses Saccharomyces cerevisiae? Mm. Wine. Mm -hmm. So they are just a cheap imitation of what is the true experience for a refined taster of alcoholic beverages. Whereas loggers use Saccharomyces pastorianus because they are original and hip and cool and they're better than the mainstream. This is just your same point with a different skin. No, no, no. No, no, no. it's your same, no, no, your no, no. same no, no, point no, no. with a different skin. It's a no. traditional thing. Or you could say instead of it's a cheap knockoff, it's a different expression of similar ingredients. A worse one. A better one sometimes. Well, but hey, mostly I guess if we're just comparing against certain wine brands. Yeah, like if we are, we going to talk about also uh, if we're going to talk about the saturation of IPAs in the market, then let's also talk about how many times that you come across a bad lager or a bad any other type of beer. Listen, you know, um, sometimes in, you also do have lambics in in the in the pursuit of excellence and beauty you know you make a couple of ugly drafts along the way maybe a couple of people are pursuing excellence and beauty but a lot of people are just trying to make a buck on people's expectations and those people are wrong <laughs> yep and a lot of them make ipas and a lot of them make lagers yeah but you know here's the thing about lagers michael lagers also require more brewing finesse they require a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, they're more fragile. Yes. They, they're, they're more delicate. They, they need more. Not of necessarily finesse. more delicate, they, just they... more fragile. Delicate is a description of palate, whereas fragile is a description of longevity. Delicate is the description of an ego of someone who drinks too many IPAs. Mic drop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe I just 
just came out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. You said mic drop. I said mic drop. You literally said mic drop. I am. He so also motioned. Sorry. I'm so sorry, listener. Please cancel me. <laughs> I deserve this. Oh I God. deserve this. We are fully aware that we're not a good podcast right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but hopefully we hope I can, that you're enjoying. Hopefully it. I can salvage this in the editing process. God, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying this tremendously. Oh, I'm having a blast. Yeah. But but there but, is the impending sense of you know failure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. um, it's easier to fail in making a logger, and therefore even the worst logger is going to be of more quality than the worst IPA. That's not... That's exactly how that works, Michael. That's, don't, you, don't you dare that argue That correlation has enough holes in it to be considered a great... There are enough holes in that argument to actually save the bees by giving them a proper habitat. Well, why don't you point them out, Michael, since you're Mr. Mr. Philosopher of the Century over here, Mr rhetorical strategies 101 mr ben shapiro couldn't even hope to be as much a de debate lord as i am and i'm just saying no <laughs> I, I never said that <laughs> um so yeah no uh just because something is more delicate um just because something rather is more fragile during mm -hmm. the brewing process doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you necessarily have a more skilled brewer it just means no, no, that no, it they does, have it to does. pay. It just means that they have to pay attention to different things. Yeah, yeah. A AKA, you know, they have a bigger brain to fit all that attention span in. Or you That's could also say that they are distracted by how fragile the liquid is that they're trying to create, as opposed to being able to devote that problem solving in brain space to creating a better flavor profile. I mean, yeah, but their brain is still bigger than the average IPA drinkers, so. <laughs> Are you really bringing eugenics into this? No, phrenology. It's totally different. <laughs> Next time on Laid Back Lush, we get canceled for legitimate reasons. <laughs> Next time on Laid Back Lush, our Twitter notes app apology. Oh, God. For racism. <laughs> Terrible. Oy vey. All right, give me, your, give me your next hot take on, on IPAs. Well, you know, I think this actually kind of finishes out my notes uh, for what I have that have so eloquently and systematically destroyed every argument that you've put against me. Yeah, kind um, of like a, uh, a collision between two asteroids in space that nobody saw. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a metaphor for our listener base? <laughs> no, you guys actually matter tremendously. <laughs> like, like, the fact that we even have a listener base at all is kind of amazing so. thank, thank you so, all so, so you're you know. all you're all beautiful yeah thank you please please share our podcast if you would be so kind yes that yes. is the best way to maybe not us. maybe not this episode this is not a lot to episode. start someone off with shared last episode that yeah. was a good episode. that was a good episode yeah but you know um so my final point uh relates to the germans german immigrants are actually part of the reason why we have refrigeration when they came to the United States as immigrants, they brought their beer making with them, and they became very industrious. They became very big in terms of their industry, and they actually pioneered the research and development of refrigeration in uh, terms of like mechanical refrigeration. That includes transportation. That includes warehouse storage. So really, 
you know, they were mainly brewing lagers. So if you think about it, if they weren't coming over with their lagers, we might not have refrigeration as we know it today. Yeah, just because it came from the Germans and just because they did refrigeration techniques doesn't mean anything. Oh, you know what? So, so, so the progression of technology and stores that's allowed us to develop to the point that we are now in craft beer doesn't mean anything to you, Michael. You wouldn't even have your Falcon Smash. You wouldn't even have what other what other IPAs you and your cur like to drink. Your ilk without the Germans, Michael. Without those Germans, you would have nothing. Like, what does refrigeration really have to do with style? It allows you to store styles. It allows you to store everything. That you might not be able to store otherwise, so people can actually drink it once it's on the shelf for a while. You know, I just, I guess I don't see the the appeal of stanning a style which is frequented by, you know, your college fraternity guys. You know, when you're sitting there just going crazy. I mean, maybe you enjoy it really well, like with your little... uh you know, beer helmet with the two straws at your Richmond Kickers game. That but, is my um, prized possession. You're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's you know, it's nice that you have it on the uh, taxidermied uh, deer that mm-hmm. you keep. Yeah, um, that I murdered with my bare hands. Oh, that yeah, yeah, which you know was signed by all the other members of your fraternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I totally went to college, but only the ones that uh, got hazed. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's it's a it's a fun drink, I guess, if you enjoy doing keg stands. Well, you know, hey, that means you're having fun while you're drinking. I mean, it also means that, you know, you're not paying attention to any of the notes of the beer. It's just about having the beer. There are people who drink and then there are people who enjoy. And I feel it's very reductive for you to cast all lagers under that same umbrella. I think it's a little inappropriate, honestly. It is, but I mean, this whole discussion has been pretty reductive. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you're not wrong. You know, I can't take shots at lager because I like lager. I, I mean, I don't like your natty light. Um, I'll drink a natty light, but I don't like it. I mean, can you even really call it lager at that point? I mean, technically, but. Yeah, just like you technically like at least two IPAs, which means you like ipas oh my gosh yeah it's it's, yeah we're really gonna stick with that one aren't we yeah no that's the one i'm that's actually the hill i will die on oh (laughs) well i hope you brought a shovel to dig your grave um anyway but i can't take shots at it a lot of times because who are the people who end up drinking lagers a lot it's blue collar so like who am i who am i making fun of here who am i trying to discourage right now you know maybe you could benefit from stepping away from your little hipster bubble michael i mean i can't i'm literally an artist you can try we can all overcome our shortcomings michael if we try hard enough yeah just like your inability to take a strong drink you know you're really gonna say that to me michael yeah you're well, really I mean, gonna say that to me take michael? a lot of hops there there is one problem in the brewing industry though that's like and, and gabe actually he likes a good strong drink i'm not trying to say that there is one other problem, though. A lot of times, hops flavors, and this might be what you're picking up on on a lot of ones that you don't like, they don't even do hops. They're doing hop pellets. It could be. And uh, it, it's not as good at all. And in some cases, it's really obvious. Sometimes you will have a very skilled brewer who's able to balance it out, make it taste good. They'll put some stuff in there. Sometimes those give me a headache. Well, on that note, 
So, we should probably wrap up. Yeah, I guess I guess to to your actual points, quality over quantity, that can be said with any style. But yeah, in general, uh, I just think that you haven't had the right IPAs. We're going to have to do a couple of flights at some places that are, are like, good. <laughs> and also, I know that you like Belgian IPAs. I just already know. <laughs> I mean, I think you've had the Raging Bitch at this point, and I'm pretty sure you really liked it. I wouldn't say I really like it. I mean, it's good. It's a good beer, but it's not what I go to. Mm. Oh, yeah, well, and there's always going to be a difference between a go-to. So is this this is just your way of saying people's go-to should be your go-to? Is that is that what it is? You know, um, I'm just saying that sometimes when you reach a point of sophistication and dignity like in, a fraternity boy. In, your, in your life, you know, when you move past fraternity, Michael, how, how base of you to accuse me of such behavior. You to, know, talk like to, a pedant, uh, be, to, uh, be referred to as one. You know, when, <laughs> when you graduate past that, when you become a true man of taste, as I myself am. You learn that sometimes your tastes are just better than other people's. <laughs> I am joking, for the record. There's a lot of mayonnaise on the sandwich you just made. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, I think, uh, I think you're too married to IPAs. I I'm think, not married. You know, we're, we're feeling it out. You've been feeling it out for a long time. I drink other beers. Like? Like all other beers. I love beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, sometimes I love it too much, and, and I end up having <laughs> lots of, of calories that I shouldn't have had that I have to work out in the gym. Michael do be up in the gym just working on his fitness, as Fergie told him. As, as well, you know, she said it, and you just can't argue with You can't it. argue with Fergie. I bet she likes IPAs, too. Yeah, she probably does. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's disappointing. Anyway. He's my witness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to stop. We need, we, to stop. we need to we need to shut this down. Well, thank you guys um for joining us in this little experimental thing where we just riff off of each other, I guess. I thought that this was going to be a more formal debate to be perfectly honest. Um, I literally told you I'm not taking this too seriously. You said not too seriously. So I was thinking like we have points but like okay but, we're still right. joking here's my thing how do you argue taste oh easily you're wrong no <laughs> which no. is basically what this entire episode has been you're wrong no you're wrong no you're wrong though in a different way <laughs> your wrongness is worse than my wrongness but you did bring up a couple of good points it is overly saturated there are places that just throw a bunch of hops in there in the same way that there are groups out there that are trying to do natural wine and will excuse flaws <laughs> and say that it's taste yeah so there is like i'm not gonna yuck anybody's yum but there is a taste that we respect less I would say that there is a threshold of quality that should be met and that there are certain creative processes that happen within any field. And when those aren't being adhered to or those aren't being advanced, then it can create a product that is simply taking up space and taking up voice. A creative process has to be an actual process. There has to be a language that's created. That's how we share the things that we love is because we have a shared language. 
So when you have things that are just being thrown together or are taking advantage of market trends in order to make a quick buck, more power to you. I'm glad that you're able to sustain yourself, but you're not helping. And you're also not, uh, it's not conducive to the parts of drinking that I enjoy. The parts of drinking that I enjoy are the social aspects, the craft aspect. When you don't actually respect that, when you aren't actually allowing yourself to be as brilliant as you might be, then I feel like you're wasting my time. I'm not passionate about this. No, that's not what I'm laughing at. What are you, what are you laughing at? You just, you know, sometimes you, you become a walking thesaurus. <laughs> Never call me a thesaurus. <laughs> My apologies. I did not realize that's why you were smiling. All right. I, I should have known it was at my expense. No, it was very endearing. I appreciate your passion. Anywho. Uh, thank you guys so much for this uh, this little experiment we did in which I won an argument against Gabe. Are, are we um, really thanking them? I, th- I think we should be apologizing. <laughs> I mean, we could, but I was taught never to apologize, you know, because mm. that would be uh, emasculating, apparently. Uh, Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, this really has been a spicy episode. Yeah, that, I mean, we literally were just like, yeah, let's not just go, like, we're not crafting an experience here. We're, we're trying to do an experiment where we see if just our hot takes can, can rip off of each other well. <laughs> well, we go a couple of different places when we just talk, don't we? <laughs> Forbidden lands. But yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, if you do like the podcast, please feel free to share it. That is one of the best ways that you can kind of increase traffic for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and follow our socials. And please do follow our socials. If you want to talk wine, beer, spirits, shoot us a DM. We will get back to you as soon as we can. Any questions, comments, concerns, or your own hot takes. If you would like to make a joke about IPA drinkers, send it and Gabe will laugh at it while I seethe in anger. Michael uh, will type a novel in response to you. Oh, you can't call me out like that. <laughs> Literally, he's just like, so what? Like, he doesn't even ask my opinion on movies anymore because he knows that what he's going to get back. Although I believe it is a well-rounded statement. I still ask you what you think about movies. It's more just when I'm in person, so I don't have to have a wall of text yeah. pop up on my phone screen. I can't tell you how many times that I finished typing out like my thoughts on something i'm like and i think that i think that's everything and then it's just like messages too long and i'm like i'm sorry gabe <laughs> but, so then i get three blocks yeah, of so text instead gets, of one yeah because no i'm not gonna you know i'll go back and make sure that everything is said efficiently but i'm not i'm not gonna not say what i want to say well you know in the effort of not being overly uh, verbose and not having a wall of text and or speech we'll go ahead and wrap this up yeah yeah we'll go ahead and uh summarize drink I, whatever you want drink basically. whatever you want um <laughs> beer's good i hope you enjoy it so yeah love you guys cheers we don't have clinkies this time <laughs>